Listened to powerful and captivating Dancing Alone by Avira and Zira. And before that, it was New Track by Max Frequent and Slowfish, Light After Darkness. Coming up next is Abella by Cream.
Magic of a New Dawn by Federizio in the remix version by Teleport X. We are now listening to a timeless production entitled Lost Again by Tim Penner, remixed by Subandrio. You are on a journey with Blanca Barbara Welcomes Show on Data Transmission Radio.
listened to The Zeal of My House by yours truly, which will be released this Friday on Kitchen Recordings. Coming up next is Sea Vibes by Maximiliana Flores.
It is high time I presented to you Paul Hasendong on Blanca Barber Welcomes Show. Before we dive into his special guest mix, let us listen to his story. Paul, your career has started almost two decades ago. What were your beginnings as a DJ and why did you decide to start producing music? Was there a specific moment in your life where you thought, this is what I want to do? Wow, yeah. Um, it's been more than two decades, actually. Um, well, from a career kind of perspective, it has been more than two decades. Uh, but I started out in my teens when I was 12 or 13 years old. Um, I was always interested in, in, in music. And uh, yeah, fortunately, I grew up in Holland where we had a really um, big boom of electronic music in the early 90s already. So I, I got infected with that and I was um, I was struck <laughs> with the electronic music virus at a young age, I guess, and, and tried to figure out what was happening in the clubs. I mean, of course, I wasn't going to the clubs when I was 12, 13 years old, but sometimes you saw something on, on TV uh, and about festivals and clubs and, and DJs playing and I thought that's what I wanted to do. So. Yeah, uh, saved up money for the cheapest turntables possible and a really cheap plastic mixer. And that's my beginnings uh, when I was 12 or 13 years old. Um, did some local DJ contests and some school gigs and stuff like that. But it all started a bit being a bit more serious when I was 18, 19 years old. Um, I'm almost 41 now, so that's, um, I, I, well, I, I know I did my first foreign gig when I was, my first international gig when I was 19, so that's almost 22 years ago now, yeah, it's crazy when you think of it, um, time flies. Um, and about music production, yeah, um, I, I wasn't really um, a producer in the beginning, I, I, and, and still today I feel like I'm more like a music enthusiast and a DJ and a music selector than I am a producer actually, um, but I started producing around 2004 and that, that was around the time when as a DJ you really needed to put yourself in the market as a producer as well because you, you just saw a shift happening of DJs just being booked because they were great DJs and then it changed to people getting booked because they had a hit record, you know? Um, and if you don't release any music, then your market value was way lower. So you got booked less, I guess. So it was like um, almost a necessary evil for me to, to get into producing. It was never a plan for me. You have accumulated a vast knowledge of dance music production over the years. Do you have the most treasured tool in the studio? And what is so good about it? So for me, my most value tool in the studio is actually my record collection. Um, I've been a record and music collector since I was very young and uh, I worked at a record store for many years which really helped um, uh, expanding my record collection as well of course. And I have always been a really big fan of like sampling stuff and finding unique sounds well unique they already exist but to, to, to sample the sound and to create something unique with it. Um, so that's a different way of working. Of course, I, I use VSTs. Of course, uh, in my case, I use uh, Ableton. Um, uh, I've got a MIDI uh, synthesizer here and everything like that. But um, I, I like to grab a sound and, and make it my own and create something new with it. So maybe a bit of a different way of working, but that's uh, for me, that's a really creative way of working. I mean, 
for instance, I can get some obscure jazz melody and and try and turn that into something electronic, for instance. Um, t- totally unrecognizable, but yeah. Uh, as I told you in uh, in the first question, I'm not like a big producer kind of guy. I, I can't read notes. Um, I can't just sit behind a synthesizer and play awesome melodies, you know? So uh, I think I need to find a different way to be creative and this really works for me. Your manual music is one of the most respectable labels of today. What was the idea behind founding it in 2005? Yeah, so in 2005 I was working at a record store uh, and also a record company called Basic Beat in Rotterdam. And um, I was uh, doing the A&R for for several labels there. Um, Back then I was playing more like hard groove techno, like not the really banging stuff, but still, I mean, the tempo was like 134 till 138 BPM, um, my younger years. Uh, But I always like, liked a lot of music like other sounds as well and uh, you know how it works when you're growing up you you maybe you settle down a bit also your sound gets a little bit easier and uh, I, I got some great demos um, which I couldn't fit on the labels I was doing the A&R for back then so I decided because the music was so good I decided I needed to start a new label and that then manual music was born in 2005 um, so yeah, that's that's the idea behind it. Just getting really good music, which was too good to 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 pass on. Uh, you you just wanted to release it, and uh, so that's what happened. And and manual music was born, and quickly it it took over like everything else because the first releases were quite successful. Um, so that really motivated me uh, of, of pursuing that that route and and going in a different direction artistically and musically uh, compared to the beginning of my uh, DJing, producing and uh, record label running career. How, in your opinion, is the progressive house music scene developing in the Netherlands? What is the audience like? Yeah, Holland is a is a quite a funny scene when it comes to progressive house. Um, I think in general the crowd is a bit older, uh, a bit more mature, and and even like older when I say like older than me, uh, like 50, 60 years of age, uh, combined with younger people. So that's that's really interesting to see. Um, there are f- like a few like really big events every year, uh, and and the, the people who are a bit older, I guess they. Uh, it's logical they don't go out clubbing every week anymore so they really focus on certain events to go to so the atmosphere is awesome because it's really like a big night out uh, for them uh, instead of going out every week and getting a bit spoiled um, so you've got these big events and then on the other side you've got like like smaller club events there's no really there's not really a middle way uh, you don't really see a lot of progressive house on the festivals in Holland you don't see them, like there's not really a club where you can hear Progressive House every week, like a resident kind of sound. So it's it's either the really big events or it's like the smaller intimate club events, um, which is different compared to other countries. Um, having said that, I feel like, like yeah, I'm, I'm not really fully only Progressive House or something like that. I always feel like, yes, I can play a Progressive House set, but I want to bring a bit more variety in my sets I guess and I hope you will hear it in my set as well which I recorded for your show Um, 
yeah, a genre is just a, a little name, and uh, as long as everything fits together, I think that that makes a DJ set interesting, right? So uh, only one genre, and, and especially one small kind of sound inside one genre might be boring to some, um, to me uh, at least. Um, so I always try to do a bit more than that, which makes it for me a bit more easier as well, I guess, to, to play um, parties which aren't fully labeled progressive house, I guess. So, yeah. What is the most memorable gig you ever played? Oh, wow, that's a difficult one. Um, I've played so many gigs in those 20 plus years and to single out one would, well, I'll probably think of one and then tomorrow I think of another, right? So f for me, it's like more of a general answer that it's amazing to me that I've been able to play and, and visit so many countries. Um, it, it, it's crazy, you know, uh, just starting out as a, as, a, as a kid, 12, 13 years old, uh, having a musical hobby and been, being able to share that with people in Australia and Canada and uh, man, I, I, yeah, all, all, all sides of the world. I've, I've played in 35 to 40 countries. Uh, I, I didn't even realize it until I started counting one day. Um, so t yeah, to me, that's, that's more special than just to single out one gig. Um, and if you're asking me what am I looking forward to this year, always Amsterdam dance event. Uh, I mean, I'm from Holland, I don't live in Amsterdam, but still, of course, it's like um, a home game for me. Uh, but it's, it's super special to, there are a lot of people who I only see once a year, and that's during Amsterdam dance event. People who you are in touch with uh, through email or social media all year, and then everyone unites and, and everyone's together there. And that's, that's amazing for me. Um, I'm not even sure how many gigs I will play, where I will play at this moment yet, but usually I always play at least one and maybe two, three, four gigs. Um, and it's always the best of fun. So looking forward to ADE again this year, that, that never gets old for me. What hopes and dreams do you have for 2023? Yeah, so that's a really cheesy answer, um, but health above everything, uh, for sure. Um, that's always my hope and dream and that's the most important thing in life to be healthy and to be happy um, musically I've got quite some releases lined up this year uh, last year I didn't do a lot of releases because um, I, my little daughter was born and it was a busy year for me uh, obviously uh, less studio time but this year I've got music coming out almost every month like either a release or a remix um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what the music will do because I'm really um, happy with the results. Um, and I'm working on some, some really nice collabs this year as well. Um, so yeah, I'm excited with that. But in terms of hopes and dreams, always um, health and happiness for sure. And uh, I, I wish you guys uh, who are listening uh, the same as well. Thank you so much, Paul. It is a big pleasure to host you tonight on Blanca Barber Welcomes. Let's dive right into the next stage of our journey tonight. Here's a featured guest mix by Paul Hasentong. It's the data transmission guest mix.
Before your light, I felt the dark. 
enjoying the show and staying until the end of our sonic journey. I'm your host, Blanca Barbara, and I hope you will join me next time for another episode of Blanca Barbara Welcomes on Data Transmission Radio. You can listen back to today's show on my SoundCloud page. Goodbye. This is Data Transmission Radio.